Hello and welcome. My name is Timp. Hi, I'm Axial. And I'm Herfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a Link to the Past randomizer podcast. We've got a special episode coming to you this time. A little bit different than what we normally do, but uh, you know what? We have reached the end of a long, arduous journey, and uh, we want to kick back and celebrate and relax a little bit, right, guys? That we do. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> that was like on cue. Interesting. Incredible. A scripted sneeze. <laughs> yeah, we're introducing yeah, a link to the so first allergy mode. Yeah, so we're going to, you know, kick back. We're going to do some sneezing. We're going to, you know, maybe take a sip of water here and there. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we thought it could be fun to just sort of, you know, take a look to the past at a Link to the Past randomizer walkthrough given to you by Go Mode, a Link to the Past randomizer podcast. Ooh. So, but before we do that, um, we had a, uh, we're recording this one a little earlier than we normally do. Um, just give a little bit of background because I'm going to be uh, out of the country for a couple weeks on my honeymoon, getting married here coming up pretty soon. Yay, and, Tim. Yeah, Woo. obviously that is super exciting. Um, so, uh, we, but we don't, I, I, I hate, hate, hate missing episodes. And, and so we, we wanted to get together and, and offer this to you, um, have it go out at the normal time. But the trade-off is I'm not going to be doing as much editing of this one. So um, it's going to be kind of just more casual conversation that we're having. Um for that reason, we've recorded this one a little bit earlier than normal, so not as much time has passed since the last episode that we recorded. Uh, today's April the 14th, just for reference. But uh, we had sort of a, a interesting last week, uh, not so much in the randomizer community uh, you know, at large, but more in kind of our own Discord. Um, we, we had some interesting conversations around getting a Go Mode tournament started, uh, and things kind of sort of developed from there. We talked about a lot of cool things. We thought it'd be cool to uh, bring that to you on the program and, and kind of open that conversation up to our uh, full listenership. So, Axe, why don't you start with kind of, you know, how where this all began and kind of walk us through this conversation so we can kind of, you know, air that out on the show here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I get started with the background, I just want to give a big thank you and shout out to every single person who was either reading the Discord putting ideas in the Discord, or even making some spreadsheets and kind of guides, and we're actually going to go through those. So if you made one of those spreadsheets to kind of get some ideas floating out there, uh, major, major thank you to you. We'll, we'll give you individual credit when we get there. Yeah. But um, just to encourage everyone else, uh, if you are not in our Discord and you missed out on all this wonderful conversation, uh, don't worry, you can you know still join, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more coming off of this episode. Yeah, and I think you can even go back and read the history if you want to, yeah. if you're a true completionist. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you can see how this all kind of started organically. But but uh, so the idea for this, I, I think we bandied it about kind of casually, uh, maybe two or three episodes back, like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be neat to have a tournament? But then, you know, we kind of discussed in turn, we're like, well, but running a tournament's really hard, and, you know, we, we kind of are an educational-style podcast for this, so maybe our... Our audience is not going to be like, oh yeah, let's you know I can go out there run some sub one forties and and just you know have a uh, a really highly competitive tournament, especially because there's a lot of other venues for that already. You know, yeah. people are going to there's a lot of those out live. there already. Mm-hmm. There's lots of other tournaments going on, whether they're the run you know the ones that are being run on uh, some of the Discord communities or. I know that the you know Reddit community was running their own, so it's like, well, then we're just kind of putting our way in, and we're just like, hey, we're the Pepsi of tournaments. We got the Coke already out there, or or maybe not even Pepsi. We're the like 
RC supermarket cola brand. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so brutal we, comparison, by the way. Yeah, Absolutely no, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but so we were like, well, we don't, you know, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to run that as as much as we love our community, we love our all our listeners because you know there's not really anything being new brought to the table. And then in the Discord, uh, people came up with the idea of it was Roflex specifically. Yeah, I want to Ro- be sure to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah, Roflex, uh, Roflex, who also is the listener that named our fetch question segment. So uh, just a font of great randomizer ideas, I would have to say. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Roflex gets the uh, the big shout out on this. Is <clears throat> Roflex came up with the idea of saying. What if we tried to do a tournament that was geared towards people who had never done a tournament before? And we all kind of said, oh, okay, so what would that end up looking like? And, uh, you know, because obviously you're going to have a much different audience for that. And uh, Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of of discussion around, okay, well, how do you even define who is and is not someone that's experienced enough to play? Obviously, if they've never played Rando ever, that's the perfect person that's easy to put in. And if they're, you know, coming in first or second in the big tournaments, that's also not someone that we would have as eligible. But how do you figure that out? So that was one area of the question. Uh, the second was just in terms of format. Like, how do you set up the format? Uh, how do you make it, you know, equitable and fair, especially when, you know, a lot of newer players might be like, yeah, so I'm, you know, someone in my, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, a bit older. I might, maybe I have a, a family to take care of, job responsibilities, and um, you know, I, I just listen to the podcast just to, you know, keep up to date and don't really have that much time to play myself. Uh, you know, what about people who just are like, oh, I'm really nervous about, I've never streamed before. I don't really have the computer set up to do that. And that's why I just listen along. So we, we had a lot of thoughts around how to, how to make a good community educational, educational in quotes, style tournament. And, uh, I guess we're going to go through some of the ideas that we heard and we saw that we, uh, we really liked. I don't know. Uh, Herf yeah. and Tip, is there anything that you want to add to kind of the intro on this? No, I think you cover pretty much everything. I do have my own thoughts on this. Uh, it, w- it wouldn't be a GOMO podcast without grumpy old man Herf <laughs> having something to say. But uh, I think you cover pretty much everything intro-wise. So I, I just want to give a quick clarification. So uh, what Axial's talking about is, you know, just the general kind of what led up to, I guess, what we're going to describe as sort of the first idea uh, the first idea, the one that I attributed to Roflex, is the one that I, we're going to talk about here. That was a general conversation the whole community had. Um, but what I thought basically Herf was going to say, and, and what I guess I can kind of jump into now, is this idea of a tournament that is all, all about sort of mentoring. A men-tournament. Men-tournament, I guess would be the right way you'd say it. Uh, and the idea is essentially pairing up more experienced players with new players, uh, you know, like like Axe said, people who have never played in a tournament before. Um, and that's where we got into the need to identify, okay, what is a new tour, you know, player? What is a not that good player? Who's someone who is very good? Is it something you determine yourself? Is it something that is kind of rated against other things? Um, so we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But this mentor tournament would essentially pair up a new person and a more experienced person and the new person would be running the uh, seed, and the more experienced person would be coaching them through it, essentially, probably on a voice chat, maybe just in their Twitch chat or something like that. But actually watching them and saying, okay, you have 
uh, flippers and you have over 500 rupees, you might want to go ahead and make the jump over and, and check Zora next. Uh, you know, like giving them advice and telling them where to go and things like that. So they're getting the execution practice, but they're also getting some insight into what a more experienced player might do in the routing. Um, so huge shout outs to Roflex. And I got to be honest, I love this idea. I, I think it's a perfect fit for a podcast like us. Um, you know, it's it's something that sounds, you know, more or less simple enough to set up. Um, what do you guys think of this suggestion for some sort of tournament that we could sponsor? So I, I personally think the idea is really good. I, I really like the idea and I think uh, they could work really well. Like, uh, you know, they could, the teams could decide for themselves how they want to structure it. I will personally want them to be in a voice chat together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I'll, think that's a good idea too. Cause, <clears throat> yeah. and, and obviously the, the mentor is going to be watching the, the mentee's stream while he's playing the seed versus another person and they're like another team i guess um but i think there could be some interesting ways to structure this there could be the mentor that gives hints and tells you what to do next so you know you get the practice and the execution and you learn while somebody tells you what to do and then if you wanted to structure it differently, you could be saying like the mentee says, hey, look, I found this and normally my decision now will be this. What do you think about that? Yeah, not necessarily <coughs> telling them what to do, but offering mm-hmm. advice or yeah. guiding them through it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of different ways how it can be done and stuff. And I really like the idea. So I think that's a great idea if we can get enough people. Yeah, and obviously we need to iron out some details. Um, you know, like we've talked about in past episodes, Herf, you, you bring a ton of experience when it comes to running and planning a tournament. And that involves thinking through hypothetically all of the questions that anyone might have about it and situations that might arise and occur and, you mm-hmm. know, the logistics of it. So obviously we'll need to uh, work on all of that. Um, but I, as an idea, I, I love the idea. Um, Axe, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think the idea is really good because we have a pretty diverse community of listeners, I think. Um, we have a lot of people who have literally never played Rando, and they just like watching or they like you know hearing about it. And then we have you know people who are like you know getting deep into tournaments uh, and and you know are looking just to you know they love Rando, they just want to talk about rando listen about rando they love it and this is a good way to merge both of those groups together in a way that i think is going to be fun for both of them because it would be not so fun for the new people if we had a traditional structured tournament and it's like oh well okay all the you know people who have been playing for you know years are just gonna come in and uh you know it's kind of already a predetermined result that those are going to be the people who play for the championship it also probably wouldn't be that fun if we said, eh, you know, we're going to cut it off and anybody who's made it deep into a tournament can't participate because now they just kind of have to sit on the sidelines and either not, you know, if they, they're like, oh, but I was, I was really excited. Well, mm-hmm. that's the perfect person to be a coach. Uh, yeah, I, I exactly. think the one problem we might run into is the logistics could be difficult. So if we're thinking about this, you know, I would, my preference would be to set it up as a, you know, Swiss intro and then go into a bracket. Um, and, you know, it entirely would depend on how many people we get. But the Swiss, you know, and bracket stages, in terms of scheduling, could be complicated because now it's not just getting two people to sync their times up, it's four people. Um, 
so that could be a little more trickier. Um, my mm-hmm. hope is that it won't necessarily be that, okay, you know, runner A gets coach A and they get coach A the whole way through and runner B gets coach B. It's more like, okay, here's all of, you know, let's say A and B have to play each other and we have a pool of eight coaches. They'll, we'll just kind of say to the coaches, like, all right, who we're, we have a game on, hmm. you know, at, uh, let's say, you know, 8 p.m., you know, UK time. Um, and that's, you know, the times everywhere else. Who, who, can, who can actually participate as a coach at that time? And that'll yeah. help us figure out the scheduling. Because then, then it's a little more flexible. And I would hope that the runners, too, would appreciate getting different insights like you know i'm even though that you know not to speak for herf and temp but i would plan on being a a coach for people and i would hope that my instruction is a little different from temp or herfs or other coaches and and that might help them learn too like i probably wouldn't say yeah you should go to pod now i'd be like well okay you've got hammer and uh and bow but you don't have hook shot like where where do you think it's a good place to go Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah it's it's interesting having the idea of like a pool almost like you know commentary kind of the way you do that mm-hmm. it's like is anyone available to commentate this you know it's interesting yeah but it would depend on so heavily on the numbers too like if we only had four coaches that's a different and we had 20 entrants that's a lot different from oh we have yeah. four coaches and 60 entrants yeah. yeah, I guess it will sort of depend when we get those numbers. Well, we, we will, I think, I mean, it depends on how much into the details of it we want to get right now, because I I can also identify a couple other small problems that we might have, and personally, I, if, we, if, the, we, if we can get the numbers that can support it, I personally would like for a coach and, like, a coach person to stay together, to kind mm-hmm. of have this experience of like going through the tournament together and you know maybe making it far and you know seeing yeah. improvements and stuff I, i'm not opposed to the idea i'm just mm-hmm. thinking that we're it's i think we're probably going to have a situation where we have a lot more runners than coaches and uh you know but if it's something we're like oh we have 20 entrants and 20 coaches well that's great then that, that we don't have to worry about you know trying to sync everything up as much yeah, it's it's we'll we'll really have to see how it turns out and like poll the community at large a little more, and then also yeah. kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of different things to think about as you guys said and as I said, I don't know how much we want to get into the details of it right here. Yeah, it's not necessarily good radio to just talk about <laughs> no, all just these... us kind of going, oh, what about this? Yeah, but, but what yeah, we... so. Yeah. What I guess we we'll, can we'll close on out. in terms of the, the tournament talk, and then I want to get a little bit into um, three uh, you know, three particular things that got shared that, mm-hmm. that were really cool, is if this is something you're interested in, in providing input on, you know, I, I don't think, and I'm not prepared to say when we would start this or what the timeline would be, but if you would like to give some feedback, give some ideas, get in the Discord, uh, I think maybe... Maybe we'll make a channel just to start brainstorming and talking mm, about this. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we can keep on getting ideas together. And when we have something a little more solid, then we can say, okay, it's going to work like this. Here's going to be when we start all the details that we want. But just from a, a brainstorming idea, you know, if this is obviously going to be community members 
plan along, not just the three of us talking. So mm-hmm. if you have some opinions, whether they're strong, weak, or in the middle, share them with us because uh, we'd like to make it something that everybody can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. that's a perfect way to, um, you know, like if you want to send us an email or use the contact form on our website, I think that's a perfect thing to just shoot something off like, hey, I, w- I would be into participating in something like that, but I wouldn't like it if blank. You know, that's the kind of feedback that we're looking for. Um, it, it'd be good to know the numbers if someone like that, you know, if you'd be interested in doing something like this. So sound off in the comments. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah and I can, I can only again, like encourage everyone to join our Discord, not just because I want to blow up our numbers or anything, but just because <laughs> it's really helpful for us to have everything in one centralized spot and it just makes yeah. it easier for the community members themselves to share ideas and discuss back and forth. It's just much better than when, you know, use the contact form if you want to. We'll get it and we'll read it and it's not wasted effort or anything. But it, it doesn't, it's not as dynamic if we get it and read it and then mention it on the next podcast. And then when the people get to listen to it, they'll maybe say something about it in the Discord. That's like a two week period where nothing happens with your comment, you know? Well, so, just to clarify, I'm not I'm not asking for an email so I can read it off on the on the show. Oh I'm, yeah, we're yeah, just no. saying oh, yeah, if yeah. you want to just make sure that we see and hear your opinion, mm-hmm. you know, you can even just say like, you know, this isn't a like a fetch question. I'm just this is just how I feel. You yeah, know, like mm-hmm. that's if you want to designate, I I'm totally fine. You know, I'm not gonna necessarily read every single thing that's emailed to us, especially if it's just something real quick. So yeah, and um, and, and you know if you. Th- if there's something here with this idea that you're like, whoa, okay, guys, this is not going to work, and here's why, like, that's okay, too. You can say, like, hey, have you thought about X, Y, Z, because I think that's going to end up being a big problem, because if we hammer out any of the, you know, basically positive and negative comments are, are cool. We're not going to say, like, oh, look at look at this fella, they're, you know, crapping all over everything, um, no, because we'd insane. rather have you crap all over it and fix it beforehand then we get two weeks in and people are like, oh, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. they were right. This is a, you know, not going to work because um, we'd like it to be, again, a successful thing and something that everyone can do and have fun. Totally. Cool. Okay. So let's let's uh, move on. So as I, as I mentioned, one of the things that uh, came about from this was, um, you know, in order to have a tournament like this, we have to be able to sort of identify who's new, you know, who is inexperienced and and could use you know some exposure to a tournament that they normally wouldn't be able to get because they're not good enough to you know make it out of the first round of a tournament you know and i think a lot that counts for a lot of people a lot of more casual players so what you know we wanted to offer this tournament for them we need to be able to identify those people versus the uh usual suspects i guess you know the people who are they absolutely love and adore randomizer and they will pretty much give a shot to just about any of these, you know, community tournaments that are starting up. Um, we, and I think this is a great way to kind of accommodate both of those groups. But we run into an issue where maybe we could have someone who thinks that they're not that good, but actually is much better than they think because they play against people who are better than them on a regular basis. And then we have, you know, essentially the, the inverse of that. So we needed a way to identify who's good and who's bad, basically, is kind of another way to put that. <laughs> so uh, with that conversation, um, we had uh, some people taking some shots at that. And what, what was actually the first one that we had here? So I, I think the first idea, and if I get the chronology wrong on this, you know, shout at me in the, the comments slash Discord. 
but it was uh, Zetniks and uh, Zetniks. Thank you, mm-hmm. Zetniks. Um, came up with the idea of okay, what if we, you know, this is a tournament for beginners. If you're gonna lie about your own skill in a beginners tournament, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, so why don't we just have people self-report? And we said, okay, well, how would that work? And so Zeitniks uh, put together a pretty good prototype self-rating thing where you would get either zero, one, two, or three points based on a number of categories. And, uh, you know, we're going to link this um, yeah. this Google Doc because uh, it's just a real simple spreadsheet. And uh, the idea would be you'd have a couple categories, and these would all be self, you know, self-reported. The average finish time on a normal Ganon seed, the number of seeds you've played, your overall kind of rando knowledge, your race experience, and then a couple wild cards. Things like, oh, I've actually played and beaten Key Sanity, I've finished a seed in like under 145, 150, something like that, I can do Master Sword Silverless, etc., etc. And I love this idea because... I think one of the things we want to avoid is we do not want, you know, player A and player B, and player A is someone who has literally never played rando, and player B is someone who's like, yeah, I usually make it to, like, the cusp of qualifying for a tournament, but never get that far in, and my average time is, like, 150. That's Mm -hmm. not a good matchup for either of those players. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. So. so it's basically an idea to come up with for seeding the early rounds so that at the start we don't have mismatched uh, first rounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like that idea. And I think self-reporting is totally fine. Um, you know, it, we've kind of compared this in the past to like, you know, if the main randomizer tournament is the NFL this is like uh, rec league, you know, just like playing it, you know, locally with friends, um, some, something a lot more casual. And it's natural to assume that when you're doing something a little more casual, you're not going to go to the same kind of lengths to uh, try to police, you know, cheating or, or lying or, you know, things like that. I think everyone is, is going to come to this with good, honest intentions. So I do like that. Um, now, Roflex went on uh, in the chat after you know bringing up this idea of uh, this tournament that we liked um, to also kind of take a bit of a more scientific approach and try to rate people more based on results and stats. Like how many tournaments have you competed in? How did you place in that tournament? How many wins do you have basically on record streamed against another person? Um, and by... Put, uh, having that idea and putting that together, they created a spreadsheet as well, which we will also link in the description of what essentially kind of became power rankings of anyone and everyone who has played A Link to the Past randomizer. And uh, there are sort of weighted numbers for the, you know, how big of a tournament you competed in, um, how long ago it was. I think they said they uh, put a lot of emphasis on the recency of results. Um, so I thought this was really interesting, too, and they really, you know, went to, uh, um, they spent a good amount of time on this, I know. Um, I mean, you, it's apparent just by kind of looking at it. And when you look at the top, you know, 20 or so, there are names of people that you definitely would have to identify as being good. So to a certain extent, it seems like it worked pretty well. Um, I think they also would admit there are some uh, issues. There's some, like, you know, duplicate names. Um, of course, you know, this is not going to be perfect, but... I like this idea of trying to assemble a list like this, and I, I thought it was a, a, a you know, an, an effort worth mentioning and kind of, you know, bringing to uh, our listenership at large. 
So, um, did, did you guys get a chance to go through these power rankings? And what did you think about uh, the creation oh, yeah. of it? I, I love it. And uh, just to, you know, again, there's about, what, 300 people ranked. And I am ranked uh, 272. So I'm, you know, a real, uh, real top-end player. Nice. But, uh, um, <clears throat> no, it's, it's really, I think, a really neat idea. Because while we do have things like, you know, points on, you know, SRL, the SRL points are very uh fleeting and they are really just how have you done on srl related things and, and there, he, yeah there are a lot of people who don't even use them yeah know, like um me. like i've never and, and and this gives them a, a way now i don't know if this is ever going to become something official i like you know the idea of there being a power ranking just in general so that you can get a sense of like okay um like zero rush is going to play Pika pals and who between those two is favored. And it's hard for me to really kind of pick that out of, you know, just knowing the two of them. But with this, you could be like, well, you know, zero rush is ranked 15 and Pika pals is ranked 21. So this should be a pretty good match. They're pretty evenly matched versus, Oh, well, you know, you've got, you know, uh, jet is going to play, uh, you know, evil ash, and well, Evil Ash is ranked seventy, and Jet is ranked ten. So Jet's a pretty good favorite here. Like, uh, just to get mm-hmm. some context before the match, because there are names that people remember a lot, but that doesn't ne- like not to be a party pooper, <laughs> but just because you remember somebody's saying. name does not mean doesn't that mean they're good. good. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> so so yeah, I I really like it. Um, I think there's a lot of value here. I like the recency timing too. Because there are people who might be very good, but haven't played in six months, a year, and suddenly it's like, well, you're kind of six months to a year out of practice, so, you know, you, you're not going to rate as highly as someone who just won the tournament, even if you won last year's tournament. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, looking at how they both are ranked going into matchups head-to-head. I hadn't even thought about that. That's that's a really That's a really interesting application to this. And I think, you know... As, as makes sense, the higher up you are on this power ranking list, probably the more accurate that is. Like, Andy is first by a margin, and like, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, yeah. like, they, they, it got that much right. Um, and I, I think the further down you go, the more of a chance there is for maybe some uh, questionable kind of rankings. I think that's just kind of typically how these things sort of work. Yeah, but, like... If you get down below, like, 200, it might be, yeah, I'm pulling one tournament result from a tournament that was six months ago. Right. You know, and if you're down that low anyway, that's kind of where you're in the good part of the exponential curve on talent increase. So Mm -hmm. you could be like, yeah, I'm ranked 200 and I'm playing someone ranked 130. That seems lopsided. But what this power rankings thing doesn't know is I've been playing every day for the last six months. And, oops, actually, I probably should be ranked, like, a hundred now because I've improved mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. just, just as a, a baselining thing, I, I think it's great too. Cause uh, you know, the people on this list, it also can be kind of a comprehensive list of like, okay, here's kind of everybody who's playing rando competitively. And again, there's about 300 names, which is a lot more than I expected. And this is mm-hmm. again with, um, with Ruflex kind of taking result, every result that, they could get you know people were saying okay i i did this really small community tournament there were 20 people in and he said all right great you know add it on the pile i'll try to rank it in here 
um, if you can, you know, get the data cleaned up yourself. So, uh, so yeah, so I think it's, the other thing too is this doesn't count like qualifying rounds. So I don't think yeah. the qualifiers are in here. So mm. you probably would add another, what, 100 to 150 names from just the qualifiers. Right. Um, so, but yeah, this is not like a comprehensive list, but I think it's a really interesting and intriguing first step. And I would love to see this turn into something a little more, uh, you know, formalized and uh, kind of out there in the wild. Yeah. Herf, what do you think? Um, I, I like it. I like the general idea of it, I guess. I think it's very hard to get good power rankings or anything equal to that in, for Rando. Uh, I think people tried before. Uh, to go back to the self-rating system really quick, um, I, I like the point system and everything. I feel like it needs to be refined a little bit, but oh, absolutely, th yeah. this as well as the power rankings that we've been talking about now, they're, they both uh, say, you know, experimental or like beta version or something. So yeah. they're just, yeah. you know, first drafts of things that might come down the line. So I don't want to complain too much about details like that. Things that are in progress. Anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. As far as the, the self-rating systems go, when I'm looking through the rankings, I'm, uh, I think what you guys, you cover pretty much most of the things that are a little bit weird. There's a couple of duplicate names that make it kind of hard to judge someone correctly. Uh, the further down the, the rankings you go, uh, you can see where uh, he listed the count, how many, how many things he counted for, the, for a given name. And when it gets down to only having one or two, uh, there's like 50 people with the same amount of points around the 170 to 200th place just because they have one tournament yeah. counted and they all have the exact same amount of points. So it's kind of hard to say with what we have. And uh, I see a couple of names like there's one name that I won't mention that is uh, a known and also a banned cheater. Uh, there's a couple of people that I see that don't really play rando anymore. So, you know, as I said, since it's experimental, uh, it's perfectly fine. And I think it's very interesting to see. I'm not sure how accurate you can really get with, uh, with uh, something like that. Yeah, I, I guess I, you know, we've gotten into talking about the actual names on the rankings. And what I really wanted to discuss and point out was just the idea of doing something like this and like, you know, looking at what all they've included. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's unavoidable. You're going to check. You're going to peep that list, you know. So, yeah, of course. Uh, so I don't want people to think this is like the list, you know, when you when you go look at it. But I also don't want people to think that. Roflex did a bad job calculating it either. It's I think that's you know the truth is somewhere in the middle as it tends yeah. to be. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a data scientist type person in my day to day life, and it's as true in that as it is here. You know, garbage data in, you get garbage results out, and that's how you can. Not to say that again, what Roflex did was garbage. What I'm saying more is that the output can what's only out be there as, is not very verifiable. Right. Like, yeah. you can only have the power rankings generated as good as the data you have. And mm -hmm. if your data, for example, I'm just going to look at it, Andy is here twice. Andy right. is here as ALG Andy and Andy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you, without going in and manually updating all of that yourself, get those to sync up? And which name right. should you pick? Like, these are the kind of, like, little things that would happen mm -hmm. with something like this. And the point about num you know number of observations is a big one. You 
if you only ever played one tournament and you got knocked out in the first round, like that's not going to be a lot of data. So if it spot like for I looked and Timp is something like a hundred spots above me, but that's because Timp nice. has two observations. No, it's because I'm one. a lot better than you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually looked through it and did not. I didn't yeah. even see myself. Yeah, I, I think you're at like you one sixty. I am not nice. on that list. One forty-seven. I'm, I'm not yeah. on there at yeah, all. Yeah, so you're like over a hundred spots above me. But I know that you know you and I have played before. Nice. Talent, you know, skill and talent wise, <laughs> we seem equalish. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, maybe one extension and enhancement on top of this would be maybe instead of maybe for the top twenty-five or thirty, those numbers actually get reported, and otherwise it just gets reported in tiers. Like, okay, you're, you know gold level you're yeah. silver you're platinum etc cetera, etc cetera, because you know especially like you're saying once you get down into the you know 120 plus the data is pretty thin and it's really hard to say like yeah you know person a is clearly better than person b because there's so much going on here but yeah. it's to, to wrap it up and get back to it it's a it's a really cool idea i think there's merit in in, in, in investigating it and value that's already been made but it's experimental so yeah just good job yeah don't flex. give it too much credit like don't you know don't swear by it but it's very interesting to look at and i'm sure it's gonna be refined more and it's gonna be awesome yeah so uh, shout outs to, again, like I said, everyone in the Discord um, for, you know, bringing, allowing us to have these really interesting uh, conversations. And uh, yeah, if, if you're not already in the Discord, jump on in because uh, we're making history around here. I don't know what that means or whatever. Uh, okay, Random anything history. else we want to talk about? <laughs> um, or is it time to take a, a look to the past? Well, I think it's about time, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, so we thought, as I, you know, just quickly reiterate, we thought it'd be fun to take a look back at uh, each of the episodes that have brought us to this point. Um, when I first got the idea to start this podcast, for whatever reason, I, I, it just made sense to talk about each dungeon in succession. Um, you know, I had bigger and better plans, and, and uh, you know, we, the three of us talking kind of, um, you know, generated those, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about what we have you know for this going forward but it, i knew that i wanted to kind of get through all of those and, and now we've finally done that we can move on to some of the other ideas we had for this podcast but um before doing that we just wanted to take a look back at each episode and kind of take stock and you know kind of give a, a quick sort of like director's commentary kind of behind the scenes i guess sort of of each one so um let's start back at the very beginning at episode zero um, actually, we need to go even further back and talk about episode <laughs> Prime. Oh, yeah, episode <laughs> Which was the oh, very one. first time, yeah, we all got together and turned on our microphones oh, and audacities man. and recorded. Mm. It was fun. Yeah. Good times. Just, yeah, just to make sure this was even possible to do. Um, Low-key, I had uh, concerns about her being in Germany. I thought there'd be like a 30-second time delay or something. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> so. Yeah, it takes a while for my voice to go through the tubes. I have to yell really loud, too. Yeah. Because so, of the distance. Tim just actually has a big 
speaker or microphone outside his house and Herf just shouts and it goes across the Atlantic and that's mm-hmm. how it gets to uh that's how it gets your ears. That's what I thought. It yeah, bounces so. off the ozone layer and then arcs <laughs> back to Tim's house. <laughs> it's incredible. It's science, you know? Science is incredible. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. So uh we just yeah, we just recorded ourselves talking for about forty minutes or so and I added some some music to it, cleaned up the audio a little bit and said, uh, this actually does kind of sound like a podcast and so we got back together and at the same time same day we recorded episodes one and episode zero um but i guess we can talk about episode zero first so uh it's the only one we've ever done that's semi-scripted which i think is pretty crazy to think about now since we normally just kind of like bloviate about whatever you know (laughs) yeah yeah we just we start talking and we're like all right we, we talked about that enough let's uh let's move on Whereas yeah. that one, I mean, literally, Tim gave us lines and was like, all right, mm-hmm. and then Herf, you say this, and then Axe, you can talk about this. <laughs> yeah. I, we just, I didn't quite know what this was going to be yet, you know, and I just didn't know. I, I really wanted to be careful of, like, the overall product and what came out, but I knew I couldn't be, you know, that controlling of it, because that's, like, pretty unlistenable, I think, but... Um, yeah, it was just the idea was just for us to talk a little bit about ourselves. I was also nervous that nobody would listen to this podcast because we're not like, you know, Andy or, um, you know, Vtorp or, or somebody more familiar and recognizable and officially associated with Brando. Um, so I, I thought it might be helpful to talk a little bit about our experiences. And I, I thought it was important to get that that out there. Um so, and, and, you know, I, I actually found out that some people didn't even know that this episode existed, I guess, because of the way that it's formatted in iTunes, that it's set up as like a trailer. Um, it doesn't appear in everybody's feed. So uh, that episode does exist if you want to check it out. Um, like I said, it's it's semi-scripted and kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really there. sure if it's yeah, worth you, checking you, out. You can yeah. listen to us when we were, were awkward and didn't know each other very well. And we're like, I know. yeah, what, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that does sound a lot like me um <laughs> okay uh yeah anything else about this uh, yeah this is a boring one I, what i really want to talk about is more the content uh, the rando content of each episode so we'll we'll stop um you know like reflecting on ourselves so much here soon <laughs> uh, so episode one was escape and there were some rando related things that i i wanted to bring up from this episode um the main one is, I don't know why it took so long to put this together, but we kept talking about, you know, count, count your items. If you have, if you don't have six items yet, then you know the, you know, in referring to Dark Cross and, and going back to that dark room, uh, mm-hmm. when to go, it, it doesn't make sense to count your items so much as you really should just keep track of whether or not you got the key or the map yet. Right? Yeah. Like, we should have said that the opposite way. Yep. Yeah. And when I play, that's how I think now. I'm like, all right, I have the map. I need to keep looking. I don't have the map. Could be there. I don't need to care. I, I think that's how everyone really thinks or should be thinking. We were just, I don't know, we were just caught up. It was probably, like, early episode jitters. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, other than a, that, I th- yeah, I thought we did all right. But... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we got out the gate and we, we did not fall flat in our face, so I thought it was uh, successful. I mean, considering, especially if you, as you said, we uh, we recorded episode zero and the first one, like, together, kind of back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you listen to them back-to-back as well, I feel like we did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, I realized that 
distinction like uh, probably about a week after we released that episode and tried to think of all the dungeons a little bit more like that and kind of style each episode more like how you should be thinking instead of just the facts like that you know Mm -hmm. so i i think even just making that distinction help future episodes so um speaking of future episodes the next one eastern palace uh we definitely missed a couple things in this one that i definitely want on record mentioned um the biggest one and i i just didn't even know about this uh in the room in the big room with the big chest uh before you walk uh through the big door the big key door into the dark room there are two uh ledges where you can drop down and go through a hole there are two fairies down there um and gosh i wish i would have known about that because number one i would have loved to say it on the episode number two like Two weeks after we recorded that episode, I literally died in that dark room uh, because I didn't have enough health and I got hit by the the Igor in there. Um, so <laughs> this is for everyone. Yeah, this is so everyone knows now. Like that, that's there, and you should use it. And it's very quick and easy to do so. Yeah, I, I could have sworn we mentioned that. Weird. Well, okay. No, we, yeah. We, yeah. I regretted that not mentioning that. I was like, God, that's exactly the sort of thing that I want to talk about on this show that we literally just started, and I totally missed it. So. Um, that is good to know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we also didn't mention any of the enemies in the dark room, uh, like the um, the the first one, the easy one. Like it's easy enough, but uh, there's there's that um, you know tentacle thing that's in there, and you you run right into it if you don't do something about it. Yeah, and it was just, there's two of them, right? Two of yeah, there's two of them, and it was just a weird omission. Like we didn't even mention them at all. Like it's. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's I think, thing I, yeah. again, with the early episodes, we were probably just assuming that everyone just kind of knows what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because, like, the way that I would make the episode, I would want to try to walk someone through who has really never done it before. You know, it was, I totally just missed it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just didn't even think about it, but... Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can kind of see that, too, in how our explanations went. We went from... I think assuming a lot of knowledge to by the end we were assuming almost no knowledge and uh, while it might make it a little longer to listen to it's a little more accessible to everyone whereas maybe the you know at the start we were assuming a little too much yeah and I'd always intended on being as thorough as possible Um, you know one of the things Herf and I have kind of talked about off air is um, you know, is there going to be enough to talk about if, to make a whole show about this? And and I've always been like, there absolutely is. Like you, you know, trust me. Like we'll we'll get to talking about it, and we will fill up episodes. And, oh yeah, we've had a couple. Where yeah. We're like, oh, this will be this will be pretty light. We should be able to make this only about you know forty minutes or so. And then at the hour and forty minute mark, we're like, okay, now let's start talking about the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, though I'll say we do have a tendency to get lost in the details sometimes. For you sure. Know? Yeah. As a as a retrospective, I feel like in general for all the episodes, I feel like we could have probably skimmed out on some of the details. You know, trimmed a little bit of the fat sometime here and there. Yeah. It's it's hard though because the the amount. I already spend like a ton of time on editing, like more than I probably should, to be honest, on editing these episodes and mm-hmm. to, to edit them also for content, you know, like that would, it would be a different show and, uh, it would take so much more editing time that, that I just don't even have. But no, I that, agree with that. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like in, it shouldn't have, the burden shouldn't have to be on you for that. No, definitely. It, it should be on us to 
talk less which yeah speaking exactly. of which why don't we move on to desert palace <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yep fair enough cool so this one we mentioned the key stealing thing and i was excited to talk about that because i hadn't really seen a lot of conversation in, in sort of one place about it and i think we really cornered the market on key stealing because <laughs> any, people will still occasionally like send me a message and be like hey Stole the key and it gave me progression. Thought thought about you guys, you know, like yeah, are, no, uh, yeah. key stealing is dead. Just you know, yeah, let and, it rest. Every, everybody is gonna let us know when they stole a key and it worked out from now until the end of the universe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love I love those stories for real. So, uh, and then in the next episode, we were fortunate enough to be joined by uh, a person that many would call the father of randomizer, Beechwarp. <laughs> Papa Vitor. Papa Vitor. Um, which, another huge thank you to Vitor, but I believe still listens to the show, so thank, thank you so much for joining us. Um, haven't been able to do any interviews since then, which I do sort of regret. We, we, we just need to get some more people in here, I think. For, and, and, you know, the problem could be when we had Vitor on, it was, he was here for the whole episode, which I thought was awesome. I, I don't think every single guest needs to be here for the whole episode. You know, no, I think having someone no. on to talk for... 10 or 15 minutes is totally appropriate so mm-hmm. that is um, what they do on the big talk shows they talk exactly. and then they are like and here's our guest jane right. smith who with her new book yeah so just to say you know we we might ask uh we might ask you to come on depending on who you are listening to this i don't know <laughs> um but you know we, if if we uh reach out to a guest um you know we, we might just have them on for something quick and, and i would love to have more people on to get some more perspective around the community yeah, we'll just uh, grab someone from the streets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing: it takes a lot of uh, you know knowledge to be able to come here and talk about Rando. But there, the whole reason we started this podcast, there's a bunch of people out there that are on that level, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's who this podcast is yep. for, or whatever. So, to be fair, we also have tried a couple of times. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus or anything, but we have tried a couple of times and. That's haven't true. had much luck with more guests so it's not like we yeah. didn't plan on having more it just unfortunately hasn't worked out so far but yeah, we'll, we'll keep trying the schedule yeah. can be tricky so yeah that, yep. we, we have tried in the background but you know sometimes yeah. schedules just don't work out so it's mm-hmm. no biggie yeah well, i'm glad you said that that's true we it's not for lack of trying that we haven't had some folks but uh, exactly we'll, we'll reach out to some more so um the next episode was uh, tower of hera and uh, I'm not sure why exactly, but this is in our top three of most downloaded episodes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that was what we talked to also about V30 because it had just released. Because yeah. Vtorp kind of hinted, yeah. like, something's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then yeah. by that time, V30 was out, and I think it was our initial impressions. And uh, we also talked a bit about the, uh, the simulator. Yeah. I think it might have yeah. been a combination of that and also the tournament starting up and us talking about the fall of fires and then, you know, how stuff is going and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think you guys are right. It's a combination of all of those. I, for some reason, I sort of maybe lean towards Z3R Simulator being the one to set it off. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that um, I, I know that does have a pretty big you know community, big following. I thought maybe a mention of that, you know, the cross-reference of those two things could be it. But... Very true, the V30, it was the first episode released after V30 came out. Um, we talked a lot about it in VTorp's episode, um, actually. Ironically, you know, we, we probably discussed it a lot more on that one um, than we did in episode 5, but that could also be a big reason why why that one was, was so popular. I thought it was a good episode. I thought we were pretty yeah. thorough. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say for the record, I don't think we've had a bad episode. I <laughs> oh, yeah. think they're yeah, all yeah. great. Yeah, that's that's a very, very good point. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, we did something a little bit different for Aghanim. Uh We actually put it to our listeners to say, you know, would you like to hear us talk about Pod first, or should we take a stop at Aghanim? And um, would they came back to us and said, you know, let's let's do Aga. So that, that's what we did. Uh, and we did that one a little different. Instead of going through all of the rooms one by one, like we did in you know, all the other dungeons and, and for Ganon's Tower, uh, it was more of just kind of a general conversation around when to go to Aga, if this is an Aga seat or not, and you know how soon you should make that call. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that. And, and this is another popular episode. So... Um, well, what, what, how did you guys feel about you know putting this one together? I, I really liked that. I've always said, I mean, we've had the, this conversation a lot in here or backstage, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm really personally looking forward. I very much enjoyed the episodes that we've done, and as Axe said, I don't think we've done a bad one yet. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the more freeform us just talking about stuff kind of thing. And that yeah. was kind of a mix between the two, which I really enjoyed doing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that that is, you know, kind of more kind of what we're going to lean towards, I think, uh, going forward. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, that, that was a very fun one. And um, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to the next one, which I dreaded making. Just absolutely dreaded it. Yeah. Palace of Darkness episode. This is our most downloaded episode, and it's not even close. This is our most popular episode. Um, and uh, I just wish that I knew then what I know now about Pod. Because even just recording that episode with you guys and hearing you like push back on some of the things that I had put in the walkthrough was like, oh, yeah. like That was kind of when I truly learned how to do Pod, was putting that episode together. And I really hope that our combination of, of thoughts came through more than like the initial things that I would say a lot of times, uh, because if you just listen to that, I think it was an extremely helpful episode, but I just wish I would have written the walkthrough a little bit differently knowing what I know now, but... Yeah, yeah I, I can... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was actually going to say really quick, I've actually gone back a couple of times and listened to the kind of raw audio I, that we all have yeah. of that episode to remind myself, like, okay, how am I supposed to go through... Oh, yeah, okay, this is the, like, optimal way to do it. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was, it was good to put that together. And, um, you know, the key logic is really just the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, spending a key to get a key and knowing where that's going to happen, but... Uh, the the traditional route that you're supposed to take, I guess, is like I had I was doing it differently until we put that episode together. So um, definitely recommend listening to that one. Um, I mean, it helped me immeasurably in pod. Yeah, I think I personally think I can understand where you're coming from, Tim, with the regrets and everything. But I think that really kind of helped with the popularity as well, because uh, it it was just a more natural kind of discussion or or conversation about pod and how to go through it from like sometimes two sometimes three different perspectives where we're all kind of different in what we do mm-hmm. and uh, I think that helps people to like learn or figure stuff out for themselves more or easier than if you just give them a walkthrough kind of yeah yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, hearing us justify, like, okay, Tim, I'm going to explain why you don't want to go and, uh, you know, do 
the you know left side over where the big chest is first and like here's some some reasons why having to explain that and having our listeners hear that explanation can help because they might go like oh i always heard people say that you don't want to do that but i never realized why yeah and now i have i know why yeah yeah well it's good it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear you guys say that and you know being that it's our most popular i i hope that that was people's takeaway from it um so yeah the next one was a huge change up <laughs> um, we we did our first uh, of I'm sure several that, that will be coming our first prize pack uh, mm-hmm. quizzes and questions. Um, there was something going on. Oh, it was Axe. Uh, you you it was yeah. wedding season for Axe. It was wedding season. I was yeah. So like, in like every four weddings weekend. in five weeks or something like that. Yeah. So so we were having some trouble finding time to record. So we did this one, um, agreeing not to really talk about any news at all and just go over. Uh, catch up on a lot of questions that we had received we had a backlog of like four or five of them and um just you know when i first started this podcast one of the things i thought we maybe could do was almost like a car talk style puzzler you know once a week kind of thing of those um and we eventually kind of structured the show a little bit differently so that wasn't a thing but um this was sort of an attempt at you know what if it the show was a little bit more like that um, it takes a little more preparation than I think most uh, episodes do because we have to put together, you know, thoughtful quizzes for one mm. another. And obviously that takes time to make sure that they're going to be good and fun to listen to um, and, and, you know, not too easy or too hard. Uh, but I had a ton of fun making this one. And uh, it's also a, a more popular episode, which at, at first the, the downloads to that one were a little slow. And now it's it's one of our more popular episodes, which I think is, is kind of cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it because it was fun for us to think of the questions and then to ask them to, you know, the co-hosts. And I think it was also kind of a learning experience with some of the questions and the answers to them. So I really enjoyed making that one. Yeah. And and shout outs to the folks that uh, sent in uh, some of the quizzes. Uh, Shout outs to Kern, who we actually still have some some puzzlers. We might even go through in in later episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, Virtual Cat, I believe, sent in the list of uh, actually the first puzzler that kind of spun it all of it off. So shout outs to them. Um, any other thoughts about our prize pack? Let's move on. Let's keep let's keep yeah. it moving. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> all right. Now, so next one was Swamp Palace. Uh, I have to be honest, when we started to get into these like middle dark world ones, it, it was like not that I didn't have a, a blast making these episodes, but it's more difficult to recall like individual details about yeah, them. You know? It blurs yeah. together a little it bit. It does start to blur <laughs> together a little bit. I agree. Um, I remember putting in some fun sound effects in this one. Uh, uh, I just remember, yeah. I think we had a big talk about whether you should try to go and do the uh, left side swamp. And like, I, th- I think we like kind of ran through the scenarios where you want to think through, think it through. And it, I think, I think we did that. Or if we didn't, then I had a dream that we did it. Um, oh, this did have, in, in the beginning when I was describing the amount of items and keys, I got it wrong. And I was not sure what to do about that. Because I want this show to be casual and informal, but I, I don't want to tell people the wrong thing. Like, for a long time, the most important thing to me was making sure the show was accurate, like above all else. Um, and I haven't necessarily been as um, you know stringent about that. Uh, you know, in more recent episodes, but what I ended up doing, which I, I feel kind of dumb about, to be honest, is I, I redubbed myself saying it with the correct number. 
and, and you can hear that if you go back and listen. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> um, I just I I hated the idea of saying the wrong thing and that like educational you know beginning part of the walkthrough like that. Um, and that was that was the best thing I could think of to to do right there. I think if I had to do it now, I'd probably edit in a quick note of myself saying like, "Hey, I'm about to get this wrong. This is what it actually is. Sorry about that." And then just go back to the episode and say it wrong, you know, because I think that's yeah. more authentic. But yeah. Anyway, this is maybe even more info than anyone really cares about. But <laughs> yeah. I know as, Tim, as someone does who... a lot of audio <laughs> editing work behind the scenes that uh, without this podcast would sound a lot worse. So um, anytime that you're like, "Man, this sounds really well put together," that's all Tim. Her and I just <laughs> just sit around and uh, you know chew the fat as it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Big shout outs to Tim Peer. I think this is also a good episode and opportunity to mention that Tim is really the big workhorse behind this, being responsible for the music, the editing, putting together most of the outlines, uh, running our Twitter, answering the emails, like really, without Tim, this probably wouldn't exist at all. Yeah, Herf and I are much too... Uh too lazy well i'm i'm lazy <laughs> I oh i am too we, we we just sit around and try to say smart things every two weeks that's our only job that's well i mean this first of all thank you guys so much for saying that i really i really appreciate that but i mean this you know was my idea and i reached out to the two of them too because i i knew that you know i like their personalities and um thought they thought they'd be a good fit for it and they both said yes so i knew being the one who had this idea i would have to you know put put do a lot of the work, you know, pull, pull my weight and, and make sure that this, you know, came out every, every other week or whatever. So, um, I don't think you guys are lazy at all. You're just doing your jobs and doing them wonderfully, which is, you know, showing up to record and, and you know, providing your insight and knowledge. So thank you to both of you for making yourselves available to talk about this all, you know, every other week. I, I really appreciate that. So, yeah. Aww. Yeah. Right. Enough of the lovey-dovey stuff. Let's so move on to Skull Woods. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Okay. Let's go. Skull Woods. Okay. <laughs> let's talk uh, about so... Swamp Palace. Or no, Skull Woods. Skull Woods. Yeah, <laughs> we're done with Swamp Palace now. Uh, so Skull Woods. Uh, this was our holiday episode. Speaking of you know doing fun things with the music, put a little sleigh bell in the intro. I hope hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, uh, Axial pretended to be Santa, which was really funny. Yes. And I just got a huge oh, kick out of that. You did not talk about that at all. No, I, I just came up with the idea of doing it on the spot and just ran with it. I thought it was great. It was so funny. Um, and I was nervous that one of us wasn't going to get a chance to play the holiday randomizer before the episode. And I think I actually like sent a message in Discord and was like, I was out of town or something. I was like, can somebody please like play, play a little bit of this just so we can say that we've done it. Um, and, and we were able to i think axe you you played it right yeah i play i i think i played it for like an hour and then i made some like tracking mistake and was like oh crap i <laughs> don't actually have what i said i had and didn't check there yeah but now i can't remember where it was that i actually went it was enough to get an impression at least yeah you know it was it was just a journalistic reporting just a little you know dip in and, and report back so mm -hmm. yeah um, and then, unfortunately, we weren't able to get together to record an episode um, for the end of the year. Uh, Herf was actually sick, and Axe was in Germany. Yep, right. I, I was yeah. not anywhere. I was in the other side of Germany from where Herf is, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, sure. Axe like kind of dropped his weird. I don't know, whatever it was, virus while he flew oh. over where I lived. 
yeah. and infect them me making me horribly sick. God, I remember that. That was awful. Yeah, that you, was uh, awful. We, I felt... Yeah, you sounded not great. You were you were struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really felt for you. Um, and, and then I got what you got later on. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I just I what that was supposed to be was just like three or four minute, just quick little pop in. But we to say like, hey, no episode. Really sorry. I didn't want there to not be an episode in the feed, but. Um, we also had some questions and I just decided to quickly answer those and it ended up being like 15 minutes, which was not, not what I had intended. But like I said before, I just, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I know it's really disappointing when you're waiting on the day of a podcast and it doesn't come out. Um, and I, I really try to avoid that whenever possible. So just wanted to get something out there. Um, and it was a good opportunity to talk about those randomizer resolutions, which still occasionally people will pop in and, and update, uh, you know, how those are coming along. And I, I, I even just to have generated that, I think that that little you know blip of an episode was worth it. So um, there was also a question in that episode about water, talking about water, like having an episode about water, um, and that I guess we can kind of talk a little bit more about that at the end of this thing when we talk about the future of the show. Shoutouts to uh, Hydration Bond. <laughs> yeah, keeping everybody <laughs> nice and hydrated. Um, cool. All right, Thieves Town. Uh, another one, gotta be honest, I, I just kind of like, uh, was like, I think it was probably pretty good. Um, there, we had questions about the routing in the first four rooms, like whether it made sense to go, you know, down or, and, you know, go back into the first room, uh, transition there, or if we should, um, drop down in the second room and go around. And I actually got a definitive answer to that, uh, someone in the Discord, I think it might've been Train 24 um, actually let us know what the official routing is there. So I'm going to correct the record. Uh, if you have the boots after you get the second chest in the second room in uh, Thieves Town, uh, you want to jump down the ledge and then dash to the west and then north and then east. And that's the fastest way. If you don't have the boots, you stay on the top platform and you actually pump into the wall um, to the left as you walk up that raised area. Um, I was skeptical at first too, but then I tried it and when you pump, it actually will, it's like when you're going up the stairs and you can go like 1.5 times faster when you're wiggling the control stick back and forth going upstairs. Same thing happens when you just kind of like, you know, tap the left, uh, the, the D-pad to the left while you're going up against the wall and you'll go about 1.5 times faster um, going oh. up that way. So okay. that is, that's, that's the official way cool. to do that. Yeah. So... That was another one where, you know, I literally didn't know that. And then, you know, the record was corrected in Discord. And I said, well, wish I wish I'd have said that, but it's too late. And so now I'm saying it now. That's what this episode's for. Um, so there yeah. you go. Um, I was bummed none of us could do blind script. I'll be honest. <laughs> I still yeah, don't know it. I, I can make it through the first six hits on the script and then not. It's fine <laughs> after that. You're fine. It's, yeah. I have, and I have died because as a result of that once, so I can't even say it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll learn it one of these days. Um, oh man. So the Ice, Ice Palace. Palace episode. Yeah. So this, I think, was the one that, the one time that I actually wrote the whole kind of script outline for it because Ice Palace is very long and very complicated. You did. Um, and I, I, was this our longest episode that we ever did? It was. Yeah. It was like, like, it like two and a half hours. Yeah, it was, it was like really two hours long. And that was, and I did edit for content a little bit. I probably cut out about five or six minutes of saying the wrong thing or like, you know, stuff like that. 
Uh, yeah, so that yeah, was, that was but we knew ice the other reason. The other reason it was so long is we said like in advance, like this is going to take a while. We kind of like cleared our schedules in order to be able to like. Yeah, I totally yeah. had like moved all my typical like, you know, we normally record on Saturdays or Sundays, and I think we recorded that one on a Saturday, and I had to like move some stuff around to make sure that uh, we could cover the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, but we got through it, and that's another one where I learned so much, like, hearing the walkthrough and hearing you talk about it was just, like, uh, mm-hmm. completely changed the way that I route through Ice Palace, yeah. and, and uh, hopefully that was the takeaway. My, uh, so my favorite thing about this is my my execution on Rando has gotten a little rusty because I've gone from playing about a seed a week to maybe a seed every two weeks or month, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, don't always you want to do the, the bomb jump, just, like, never even bother learning without it. And I think it was like a week after this, I uh, tried playing and couldn't do the palm jump. It was like, oh, oh, oh great. <laughs> yeah, I've I've gotten a lot better at it since that episode too, I, for whatever reason. We because we also put those resources in there, um, you know, the bomb jump videos and stuff. And so I'll, naturally, I'll go watch that before I post it. And even just that kind of reminder can be can be really helpful. So. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and then Misery Meyer is another one. I don't. I, I think. I think it was fine. I don't really remember a whole lot. Um, I learned about the uh, um, not the bird toss, but uh, what was it? Where you smash the bird with the hammer? What, mm-hmm. what do you do, Herf? Right there, you like smash, smash with the hammer. Yeah, you freeze it, and instead of picking it up and throwing it into the river, you take it your hammer and you crush it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Turtle Rock, I mean, now we're talking about stuff that we pretty much just did. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the more recent we're going to get with these episodes, the less we're probably going to have to say about them, I'd say. That was last week, it was great. (laughs) Yeah, although uh, Turtle Rock episode is where we talked about Relink, um, and he he said it was going to be out in a month back when we put that episode out. So it's been about two months now, I think, maybe two and a half months, so probably need to check back in with, uh, with the creator of Relink, see how that's going. Um, Auto Tracker episode. We did not mean for that to be a whole episode. Oh man, that oh, was something man. else. Yeah, oh, yeah. The pl- like the planning was like, well, we should talk about this because it happened, but it'll probably be quick. Only like fifteen or twenty minutes, and then yeah. we looked at our recording time. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's make this its own episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to make some decisions about you know how we were going to cut that because we had the full walkthrough for Ganon's Tower written, you know, and ready to go in time, but. Um, yeah, we just we had talked about it for like an hour and a half, and we we're like, all right, it's it's just not going to happen. But I thought all the conversation we had was good, so we you know wanted to leave that. And I think you know the as we've got you know th- this is episode sixteen that we're talking about, we're getting a little better at you know making episodes. So I I also for that reason feel better leaving in more of what we're talking about, whereas I used to be a little more paranoid about editing and trying to you know like I said edit for content, which takes more time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it helps that we're you know getting getting better at this. I'd like to think so. Yeah. And then you know, like you said, we're talking about stuff that we just talked about um, with the Gannon's Tower Big Key Hunt. There was one thing I meant to do, which was ask uh, everyone to pick a number themselves at the beginning. You know, so that everyone could <laughs> kind of play along. Hopefully, mm-hmm. people just did that naturally in their heads, picked a number. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you did that and you said three, then congratulations, you won. Um, and then there was the last one we did. I like. I actually really liked this episode. And uh, oh, I loved it. I yeah. Uh, I also you know, and I said this in the Discord, but at the time I hadn't done it yet. But I also picked up uh, SMZ3R uh, 
because of, yeah. you know, Tim talking about it. And I had a lot of fun with it, but it is a hard game. Like, Rando is not the easiest game sometimes, and when you throw Super Metroid on top of it, it just can be so challenging from an execution standpoint. Like, I was like, yeah, no, I, I know how to play Super Metroid. I'll be fine. Like, I, I know what I'm doing. And then I would be like, wait, I have two energy tanks in Norfair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was bummed uh, uh, I couldn't play the seed that you played, Tim. Yeah, I know. So when, when he reached out to me, um, I was, like, on the road or something, and I, I had yeah, the seed saved on my computer, so wasn't able to send it. It would have been cool to play the same one. But, yeah, it would have. Yeah, Maybe some other time. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Okay, with that, let's talk real quick about uh, going forward. And we've I, I can't remember how much of this we've talked about on air, so just to kind of, you know, edify it. Um, we, going forward, obviously, it's not going to make sense to do walkthrough type things uh, because there's no more parts of A Link to the Past randomizer that are so formulaic as a dungeon is. Um, so it's going to be more kind of a free-form conversation around certain topics moving forward. Um, on our website, you know, in the little content we talk about, uh, the you know, kind of summarize the show, some of the things that we talk about there are, you know, general item logic and rupee farming. Um, so just to give kind of a quick sneak peek, that's definitely one that we'll be talking about soon. Various ways to uh, make more money in Randomizer, especially early game, looking for ways to... Uh, you know, get get money for Zora and for Pod and for the bottle vendor, things like that. Um, so that so hopefully kind of gives you an idea of some of the things we'll be talking about. Um, you know, rupee farming being an example of one of those topics. But I think we'll all just kind of get together and each kind of offer our suggestions of various ways to do that um, and just kind of let the conversation go and kind of see where it goes from there. And we've had some suggestions for episodes. Like I mentioned, you know, we got the question about, uh, you know, doing one about water, which I mentioned we would probably do more, probably be more about glitches in general. You know, so glitches is kind of another example of an episode topic. Uh, if you have suggestions or, uh, you know, ideas for topics, things like that, um, you can you can send those in to us and we'll be happy to at least, you know, take a look at them. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the idea going forward. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So. Yeah, it's uh, I am too. I really am. I said earlier already that I'm looking forward to the more free form stuff, and and I really am. I hope uh, I hope it's going to be good. Me too. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too is you know if we get the tournament ideas to a point that they're more than ideas and it's it's really starting to go, uh, you know, maybe that's that's probably going to be something too that we'll cover here. You know, maybe even potentially going like if we have a a particularly interesting race, one idea we've kind of bandied about behind the scenes would be something where you know we had two people run a seed and there were some interesting calls or decisions made we could say like all right in the game between a and b like what did you think of x uh and maybe we can use that as sort of a jumping off point for uh some of these discussion points like if we want to talk about overworld item logic maybe we can be like oh do you remember when so-and-so played so-and-so and they did this well and you know it, it's just uh yeah 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 mm -hmm. i like that i like doing something like that too would you would you think like every week we do one or just like one time? I, I think it i think it would really depend on what is happening with the tournament because i don't want to tie our hands here and have us yeah. say like well we'll talk about it every week and then you know it takes a you know the tournament either doesn't happen because we can't get the logistics down or you know the games are pretty uninteresting uh, 
and I, I just don't want to handcuff ourselves to that. But uh, yeah. it, it just an uh, something maybe we'll we'll do to uh, spice things up a bit and get people excited about the tournament and use it as a a way to formulate discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and start yep. wrapping things up. Um, we did actually have one fetch question this week uh, sent it to us on Discord from Virtua Cat, uh, and we were just having a kind of a quick conversation. And what they said is, uh, just wanted to ask you guys why you think LTTP has worked the best and been the randomizer that really took off the most. There's a ton oh, of randomizers out there. There's a ton of randomizers out there now, and it seems like LTTP is continually number one. Yeah, no, that is, hey, Virtual Cat, that is an excellent question, and thank you for asking it, because I have thought it myself, too, because as someone who, who uses Tracker, there's lots of plugins for different games, and there's probably like a dozen games that have randomizers now. There's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Ocarina of Time. There's some pretty out-there ones, too. Like, I've seen there's a Hollow Knight randomizer, there's a... Majora's Mask randomizer, like games that you wouldn't think have them, have them. Yeah, Super Mario Mm -hmm. RPG, a lot of people have been playing Super Mario RPG randomizer, which is, I don't even know how that would work. seems like it would be long. (laughs) It's probably long, yeah. I think that is also one of the key factors in in Link to the Past randomizer success, that it's not too long, even if you're not great at it. Yep, yeah. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean, worst worst case scenario, if you are someone who has never played Rando before, is you could realistically get sub three hours, 30 minutes the first time you try. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go down a lot until you get to the point where, you know, when I play Rando, all I'm really looking for is a block of about two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, And I can be pretty guaranteed that I will complete the seed in two hours. Uh max at kind of my skill level yeah. so yeah. I think that is a big reason why Link to the Past randomizer has worked so well because you don't need that much time to do it yeah mm-hmm. um, like yeah. Ocarina Time it's like what like four hours if you're really good mm-hmm. it's it's a big time commitment and the other ones just get kind of worse um, also I think the skill level is a lot lower than other ones like Super mm-hmm. Metroid randomizer having just done it is really hard yeah wall mm-hmm. kicks for days yeah yep. it's like even to complete it on kind of normal mode you need to know a lot of just you know basic table stake tricks that can be a little challenging to pull off for someone who isn't pretty experienced mm-hmm. and you know to then get into like the real like all right like things like that link to the past has like bomb jumps or fake flippers or whatever like the super metroid equivalent basic tricks are way harder to pull off they're like they're not quite as hard as hovering but they're probably as hard as some of the more difficult bomb jumps yeah and that's just like basic like yeah you can like for example like the lava dive to get into ridley's lair is like that's probably that's like a kind of beginner to intermediate trick in super metroid a similarly equivalent like skill trick in Link to the Past is probably something like uh, successfully pulling off like the double water walk to Zora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, and and I think because Super Metroid, I think is probably the number two randomizer. That's the mm-hmm. one I I think comparing Link to the Past to a lot. 
and uh, I think the other reason that it works better than Super Metroid is Link to the Past has a lot of, like, quote, junk items that can still be really helpful. Like, at the beginning of the game, getting 300 rupees can be a big yeah. deal. Whereas in Super Metroid, it's pretty much like, yeah, I need my bombs, I need my a couple missiles here and there, and then it's really just getting the suit upgrades and the jumps. There's yeah. not as many items that are, like, you're excited to get. Yeah. And, and speaking more to the items, uh, somehow Link to the Past is just set up perfectly to gate certain items at certain times under certain situations. We talked a little <laughs> bit about this. Actually, Vtorp uh, was the one that mentioned this um, when we asked him about it back in episode four. Um, just the way that it's laid out, it's, it's almost as if the developers had intended for it to work this way. You know, like mm -hmm. they knew that one day it would be randomized or something like that. Um, because it's it's just uncanny. You know, there's a very fair amount of items you can get Sphere Zero right away um, that will give you something that's going to make you go, ooh, and you probably have an idea of where to go or what to do with that item, even if you just have a memory of playing Vanilla Link to the Past as a kid. Like, ooh, I have the hookshot. Now I can go across, des uh, you know, Death Mountain, that, that little, you know, thing that's over there, that bro broken bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, so there are just so many gated uh situations where items open up your exploration of the world and there's also a good amount of items that make you power more powerful and stronger um and i think there's a good balance of those two to make it really widely accessible for a lot of people to you know it makes it easy to jump into yeah um, and that's a great thing to point out because i've thought a number of times playing through i'm like you know they didn't have to set things up this way right they could have made it where things had to be like if you had a randomized like so the other randomizer I would think of in terms of, like, the opposite of this would maybe be, like, Zelda 1 randomizer, which is mm -hmm. cool, but, like, you know, if you need that, you can kind of go everywhere from the start. So if, if you play and you're like, oh, I finally got the raft, it's like, okay, well, you can get to one temple, or, or dungeon, rather, that mm -hmm. it doesn't really open the map up. Right. Whereas in Link to the Past, if you're like, oh, I got the hookshot, like you said, that opens up a lot. Mm -hmm. And they really could have gone hard on, like, no, this item opens this area and only this area, but they didn't. Well, and that's because it's, it's a good game. You know, like, that's yeah. just, to me, that's the mark of a good game to find ways to reuse elements in interesting ways. And I, I think Link to the Past uh, does that beautifully. So, and then the last thing I would say is I mean, I don't think it's uh, an accident that we're on V30 of this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, ha it had the legs to get us there in the first place, but it's also been developed and tweaked uh, so much to make it fun and accessible and interesting. Um, you know, so like it's just it's been improved upon, I think, more than any other randomizer, maybe just by being the first. I don't know. Um, but the fact that it's been improved so much and, and all the little things, you know, little bugs and uh, quality of life things have been worked out and hammered out, I think, also leads up to its popular, you know, helps with its popularity as well. Um, but I just like it. I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's no, I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, just to overview, it's, it's the fact that it doesn't take that long to play. It's pretty accessible. It doesn't require any, you know, elite skills to mm. be good at it. Uh, and it has interesting mental challenges that the items give that other randomizers don't give you yeah 
Yeah, it's it's really wild because I mean, like I've always liked this game, but not like more so than others, you know. And now mm-hmm. I'm like obsessed with it, and I made a podcast about it, you right. know. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it really is insane, but yeah, um, it's added a ton of replay value. That's really the first thing everybody says, and it's true. It's like you can just play as many times as you want, and it's going to be different every time. Yep. Yeah, like if I so got huge. stranded on a desert island with one game, I'd be like, I would like one copy of. Link to the past and one, uh, you know, random the randomizer logic, and I can just play that until I get rescued or I decide that I want to live on the island forever. There's no way the genie's gonna let you generate new seeds of rando. That totally goes against the no, whole it's a, situation that he's put you in. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to <laughs> take a look at uh, genie law here and, and see what they would what they would allow. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I think it's about time to wrap this one up. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, as, yeah. as, we, as we always say around this time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you would like to send us a fetch question, as Virtua Cat did, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can send us an email uh, to email at gomodepodcast.com. You can also use the contact form on our website, gomodepodcast.com. You can tweet at us. Uh, our Twitter is at gomodepodcast. And you can join our Discord, as we've said several times uh, on just in this episode alone. Uh, we'll have a link to join our Discord in the description. Um, obviously, as you can tell, lots of conversation about Rando going on there. So if you'd like to read or contribute to that, feel free to join us. Um, Axial, how can people watch you play A Link to the Past Randomizer or just watch you play whatever? Yeah, so uh, best way is going to be Twitch, SA underscore Axial. Uh, apologies when I played... Uh, SMZ3R, uh, I did not stream it because I was scared uh, that I would embarrass myself. And <laughs> I'm kind of glad I did because uh, just to let everybody know a little Super Metroid randomizer fact, you don't need the ice beam. I thought you did. And I played probably another hour than I more than I needed to. So uh, <laughs> you all missed that. But uh, if I'm uh, playing, that's where I'll be. All right. And uh, Herfy Durfy, where can we watch you play SMZ3R? You can find me at twitch.tv slash herfydurfy. Alright, and you'll, you will be playing SMZ3R? Uh, maybe. Probably yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to uh, see if he's going to play it or not, that's that's where you'll, you'll have to go to, to see. Um, and one more quick mention, uh, as, we've, as we've said a few times before, if you would consider leaving us an iTunes review, that's very helpful for our uh, I don't know, SEO on there, I guess, um, to, to have reviews. Um, uh, so if, if you haven't left one and you enjoy the show, please consider going to leave us a review on iTunes. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, thank you all so much for listening. Um, let's go ahead and get back to basics. I'm just going to reach into my pack here. Ah, yes, here it is. The mirror. I'm going to look at it. And let's go ahead and mirror out.